You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So what was it like, you know, coming back to see oh, where it was my that God. I... At my least great conquest it was nice happen. that I could bond with everybody else who also found you equally as annoying. I was not annoying. No, everybody I think was enthralled by my story of what happened. You told the story like five times. I wanted to make sure that everybody got to hear everybody the full version. Everybody heard your story. Like, I mean, it was a big moment, Sarah. A There's a lot much. that went down there, and you all got to come there and witness the origin of when I took down the bully. I mean, I don't want to go on off on it too much. I'm just saying oh we God. may or may not have gotten an email that does kind of vindicate everything that I've been saying. Hello, everyone. From the bully? Not from the boy. Oh, okay. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a lot of stuff that we're going to get to today as usual, but I do want to say something right here at the beginning, and that is a thank you to one of our fine sponsors, and that is... Bike Gallery. Oh, we love Bike Gallery. Bike Gallery. Uh, six fine locations here in the Portland area and also available at bikegallery.com. And if you use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT, you have till the end of this month of August 2017 to use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT either at checkout in person or online and you get 10% off and that includes bikes. It includes bikes. Yes. Like now is the time to get a bike. And even if you want to like get a bike and you're like, all right, well, I know, you know, the summer, you know, it's not over yet. But right. it's getting a little closer to fall time. There are also so many like different kinds of jackets, weather wear, things that you can use so you you can ride your bike during whatever season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So go there, bikegallery.com. Use that code FUNEMPLOYMENT. Take advantage of that code. 10% off. I mean, it could be anything, a flashlight, you know, whatever you want to use it on. Definitely take take advantage of that. So Bike Gallery, thank you to their sponsorship. But all right, let's um, – before we go too much further, I think we should talk about, you know, what happened this weekend, Sarah. And how we return to the scene of my heroics, not, um, you know, a mere 28 years ago. Uh, anyway, a long time ago. We won't, say the, we won't say how many years ago it was. So over this weekend, Sarah and I went with uh, a, a big group of friends for a birthday party down outside of Eugene. Yes, it was, uh, it was further away Eugene. than I thought it was. Well, okay, I well, learned let, two things. I, I learned two things. Okay, yeah, see, and that's what I want to get your opinions on before we go too far where, of where we went because Sarah got to see some of small town Oregon. And if you know, you know, I, of course, grew up in small town Oregon. It's no big deal to me. It's like A going back home. everybody knows. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's fun to go back there and, and kind of see small towns again. But it's always, it's always interesting to see it from other people's eyes, you know, but from what, what you're seeing with this because I'm so used to it. That it's it's interesting to hear other opinions. Well, I think it's so neat because it is like I mean I did you know since I grew up in a Navy family I did live a lot of different places some of which were small towns but they were also like small like military uh, I don't towns. Know if that's are you call, trying to call Bremerton a small town? No, when I lived on Whidbey Island, I lived in a small town. Okay, it was a pretty small town. There was only like there was. One elementary school. There were like two elementary schools. Oh, that's a big town already. Oh, boy. That's big time. You have two elementary schools? There's only one high school, though. Okay. One yeah. high school. All right. Yeah. It's, it's debatable, no but okay, sure. community college. Sure, you'll get a there little bit a, of status. There was a Kmart. Oh, you had a Kmart? That is definitely not a small town. Oh, my God. If you have a Kmart in town, no way. No. Now, if you have like a Ben Franklin... You know, which I don't think they exist anymore. You know, that's a small town. Maybe a Sprouse Wrights. Um, Sprouse Wrights. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever called it the same same way. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, maybe that that would be a small town. You got a Kmart. We that's had a like Kmart. a that's like a regional destination when you have a Kmart. Yeah, people came from all over the island. When we oh yeah, Mobile Island to see the Kmart. Well, Absolutely. It was, it was a new. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't there the whole time. When I got closer <laughs> to like high school, that was when they built the Kmart. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other. Dude, we didn't. We got a McDonald's when I was. I think it was after I graduated high school, and that was a huge deal in Ooh. town. When McDonald's came to town, I mean, that was a big deal. Before that, we had had A&W, and we had the Dairy Queen, and Burgerville. Burgerville was in town. Um, so you already had a hamburger place, so why was it such a big deal? Because McDonald's is like the big time. Burgerville's, you know, the local place. It was just there forever. I mean, that Burgerville's been there for like 40 years or something. And no, when the McDonald's came, that was a big deal. Kmart, forget about it. Oh, boy. Forget Sorry. about so it. So in my, in my richy rich town where we had a shitty, city a shitty Kmart. Yeah. Yeah, the, I just remember the smell of it. And it was always like where – and it was like just gross outside and what? inside. It, it wasn't a classy right. Kmart, but sure, we had yeah, a Kmart. you had a Kmart. So I'm sure your like maid or servant would take you down there to Oh, the, yes, my butler. Know, your butler, yeah. yeah your butler uh-huh. would handle it. Down to the Kmart. Oh. But, <laughs> well, you yes. watched all of your cable channels. But it is true. In the town that – when I did live in a small town, it was more of like a, um, like a residential small town where like it was a lot of military families. So it was very – like there weren't a lot of like eccentric businesses and things. Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot of uh, you know, like mom and pop, you know, like coffee shops and uh, I don't know, like where they make like wind chimes and stuff. But it wasn't yeah, sure. like anything like really bizarre. Really small towny, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. small towny. So I will say I'm not quite used to the small towny, like all of this stuff because I did see some small town and I do love going to the small towns because yeah. they're just full of treasures. Well, I think a lot of people forget about Oregon. In particular, just if you live in Portland or you just know about Portland, there's a huge state outside of Portland of all kinds of different things. I mean, there's obviously the I-5 corridor. There's Portland, Salem, and uh, Eugene, which, sorry, I grew up right next to Salem, so I'm allowed to say that. But uh, And then Eugene. But then outside of that, there's there's not a lot of other big, bigger cities. I mean, a couple maybe in southern Oregon, if you count Medford as one. But other than that, it's a lot of tiny little towns, and especially... During the summer, I mean, it's you go up into the mountains, and they all have like their own reservoir. Every town's got a got a reservoir or a lake or a river, and so there's mm-hmm. tons of stuff to do. If you like doing things outdoors, it's great. Um, and this was one where we went this weekend was one that I used to go to as a kid a lot. Which I don't even know how you found that. I mean, was it is it because it was close to where you lived? Because uh, it seemed to be like really far out there. No, it's about an hour and a half, probably from from where I grew up. Okay, yeah, yeah, I would say. About that by the time you get to the freeway. So it's not that far. But, I mean, you can – I mean, if you live down there, you do know where these things are because there's only so many roads that go over uh, the Cascade Mountains. And so every one of them, you've got reservoirs. Are we going to talk about the road there's that Green you took Peter us down Reservoir. when you got us lost? There's Foster Reservoir. Well, I didn't get us lost in all fairness. One job, Greg. I did not get us lost. Uh, lost. I did not at all. That is so wrong. Well, you know, if the definition of lost isn't – you know, sending us in the entirely wrong direction. Lost would be as though I didn't know where we were. Anyway, there's lots of reservoirs and stuff like that. So the the city that we went to over this weekend was Oak Ridge, Oregon. Oak Ridge, I don't know what the population of Oak Ridge is. It's not a ton. It did, um, I guess, how do you even guess a population like that? Uh, look at Actually, look up the census. I'll guess. I'm going to guess the population of Oak okay. Ridge is um, 1,500. It may be more than that, but I think it's 1,500. And that's you know that's kind I of a big guess, that's that's a bigger I'm small guess town. I'm gonna guess twenty two hundred. 
Okay. All right. You're trying to stick close to what I was doing. I should have had you guess first. All right. Uh, it is, as of 2016, it's 3,246 Okay. People. So more, more than I thought, because mm-hmm. uh, it probably spreads out, probably includes a lot of people. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, Oak Ridge is where we went, and Sarah got to see you know a small town in Oregon and what goes on there. And there are eccentric places. Like, we stopped by the liquor store, and the liquor store there is... Um, the liquor store is also the grocery store, also a VHS and DVD rental. Which was awesome. Place I haven't seen where you I can ever, rent DVDs. I hadn't seen one of these things in years if I've never like I, I didn't realize that it actually still existed. So we finally mm-hmm. we're driving through Oak Ridge, we're like, all right, we'll bring a bottle of something for camping. So stop there and I'm like, there's liquor store, and then I see also see it on the same sign where it's like, you know, in VHS rental. I'm like, what is happening? I go in and half of the store, sure enough, is all like tapes and DVDs. And the other half is all liquor. Yeah. I it mean, just, and then it, there's trinkets and things in there, too, because there was other stuff yeah, in the back. There weren't as many trinkets as I would have liked. Like, I would have, I wanted to try and purchase a trinket. Um, well, there, there were also uh, something that you probably didn't realize. There were eggs. Because I ended up being in there for a while because I waited in line <laughs> to, buy some, to buy the liquor. And, um, you know, Oak Ridge is the kind of place where, there w- I kid you not, there was a woman who was renting DVDs and buying a carton of eggs and buying rum all paying with a check. <laughs> she paid with a check. Oh, wow. And that's that's the kind of place we're talking about. You know, she got her entertainment and her food for the whole weekend uh, just going down there, right, picking up her carton of eggs and, and some DVDs. I couldn't see what DVD she was running. Oh, you have see. to. I, I did I go in like and look at the DVD and VHS selection. It was, you know, all like, like their new releases were movies from like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's that's the These kind are the, of place the, those are the places about. I love to explore. Like I would have mm-hmm. loved to like go around to Oak Ridge. Like I saw there was a general store. There are a thousand of those cities in the state oh, of yeah. Oregon that like that, and it's great. You know, they're all like that, and uh, and then the economy is kind of around people going there to go to the reservoir, which is where we went to Hills Creek Reservoir. And yes, when we got down to the water, I thought you could still turn right by the dam, but you can't go right by the dam. I think you used to be able to do that, so we went left for a little bit and. We had to turn around after about a mile. That's that's the extent of me getting us lost. It was more than a mile. It was not more than a mile. It was like four miles. It was n- and then definitely we had to, like, we not four miles. We drove all the way down, like past this reservoir. We're like, where are we going? Oh my god! And it Greg's is like, not- whoopsie daisy. I think you really did say whoopsie daisy. Yeah, I, I might have said that. Yeah, I think you did. Like, we what? went a mile the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you can't even say that with a mile. It was. It was about a mile the wrong direction. I would bet money on that. All right. Well, anyway, we got there. We got to the place where we were going to go. And uh, and it turned out to be where we were staying was seriously about uh, about a two-minute drive down to where the dock was. Where I, as a young lad, defended all the other kids on this dock by shoving the bully off of it. It was a floating dock out in the, out in the water there. Although now, though... <laughs> the the reservoir is down so low that was probably about a hundred feet below water, so where this where the dock was. So the dock was when we got down there was still there, but it was just laying on like a pile of dirt. Oh my gosh! Really yeah, it was looking. like so far away from the water. It was since they had just drained it, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess they had drained some bunch of water out of it. So I mean, it was seriously like a hundred feet down. Um, so the <laughs> so what's going on there is you know we had, we had that happen, and then um as I'm as I was looking at this. As I was looking at our emails that we got, we received this email just today. And it's from uh, Trina, who is a listener and wrote, King of the Dock. And here's what she said. Hi, Greg. 
was the rev, and this is she has no idea because we never said the name of the town where we were going or what reservoir we were going. We didn't say any identifying information. Trina wrote in, "Hi, Greg. Was the reservoir you spoke of with the older bully kid who pushed everyone off the dock located near Oak Ridge, Oregon? Perchance I grew up in Eugene, and you and I are about the same age. And I also used to go swimming camping at a certain reservoir in Oak Ridge, and the same thing happened to me wow. when I was there once. Except the bully kid would dunk our heads and hold them underwater when we'd swim up to the dock. I vaguely remember another kid pushing said bully off the dock, but then again, things were a little fuzzy as I came close to drowning because of that jerk. And I just wanted to focus on swimming back." to safety. Also funny, you mentioned the adults just dropping us off at a body of water to fend for ourselves with no supervision whatsoever. That is exactly what <laughs> happened. For us. Way to go, parents. I'm reading this <laughs> exactly what happened at the exact same place. And so who knows? It could have been me. You know, maybe that bully was dunking people under the water. Maybe I okay, saved Trina. You cannot Trina. take credit for something that maybe you Maybe I helped no save idea. Trina. And maybe Trina doesn't know specifically how old you are. Like, I, I don't... I, I think that you can't take credit for this. I'm pretty sure I can take credit, though. I mean, at this point, it sounds all the facts line up. I mean, I did shove a bully off of the dock and save everyone. So I think maybe, in a way, I might have saved Trina. Oh, Greg. <laughs> oh, no. Or maybe someone like Trina. It was, did. like, the saddest thing, though, because when we did finally get to the <laughs> reservoir, like, I, I'm looking and, you know, I see where all of our friends are because they all got there a day or two before us. And everyone's, you know, kind of camped out because the, the water's super low. Yeah, they they dumped up a lot I've of never, water out of it. So I've never really been at a res- reservoir, let alone – well, I'm sure that I have, but I've never been at one that's been, like, drained out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're walking down basically the side of this hill that's all covered in tree stumps. Yeah. Because they've – which I – Oh, yeah. Sarah freaked out when she saw the tree stumps. It was creepy looking. I mean, that's how you make a – when you make a reservoir, you're, you're creating a lake where none existed before. So you're damming up all the water. So you got to cut those trees down. Otherwise, it's just going to screw everything up. You're going to have trees under the water. Tree, and, no, trees under the water are like my nightmare. And plus, it's a waste of timber anyway. So you, you cut all the trees yeah, down. I don't like it. Where the reservoir is going to go. It. So one of my most vivid nightmares when I was nine, uh, I was stuck in the middle of a pool, in the middle of a body of water, and I'm just like swimming. And I, I realized that I can't see the edges of the pool that I'm swimming uh-huh. in. And all of a sudden, I see all these dots below me. And as... I'm as I'm treading water. I look down, and they're starting to get bigger and bigger. And I realize that they're giant octopuses, and or like squid or something. Anyway, this thing with like this is my most vivid. I was like nine, and all of a sudden, as I'm swim, I'm like treading water, and I see these things, and there's hundreds of them below me in the water, and I see like in the distance they're starting to pop up. Ooh. And I look down, and there are some below me, so I freak out and I start swimming. That's what those tree trunks look like with their big roots sticking out. Like, if I would have seen that under the water, that would look exactly like my nightmare. I don't know if I maybe I went swimming in a reservoir when I was a kid and I saw something similar to that. But, I mean, those tree stumps with, like, the arms of the roots Yeah, but the tree stumps out, are kind of come and grab you. Yeah, but they look like giant octopuses underneath the water. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so that's why it just creeps me out and made me feel uncomfortable. But, yeah, so Greg's dock was, like, 300 feet away from, at least... From where the water oh, yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, it was a long way. I mean, even just depth-wise. I mean, it was probably 100 feet above the water line, uh, just vertically. But yeah, anyway, that's that's where it was. But Sarah, you did get to see it, and I just wanted to, you know, congratulate was, you on uh, being able to see the area where where I Congratulating me for having hero. eyeballs and, like, 
not knowing that that was what you were going to be pointing out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just, you know, that you got to experience it. And, and we just... didn't get a chance to get a picture of you on I know. I know. That was, that the, was the one, the one thing problem. we didn't do. Yes. On the, on the twisted dock heap that was still uh, still there. Yeah. That thing was pretty mangled. It was pretty mangled. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, I am glad that you got to revisit um, your childhood heroics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And happy birthday to Brenda. To our yes. friend Brenda, <laughs> um, Tony's asking, "Yes, was it Hills Creek Reservoir? Yes, it was. It was Hills Creek Reservoir. That is that is where we were. It was beautiful, but it was torture since because of course my ailments. Since yeah. I'm, but since my surgery, I can't go swimming in bodies of water yet. So I was just looking, just so forlornly as everyone's like out splashing around, having the greatest time. Yeah, and I'm just sitting, like with the um, with the Incredible Hulk like sad music on the on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, okay. we were all splashing around, having a good time. You sure were. Everybody's having a good time, but poor old Sarah, mm-hmm. sitting on the dock, everybody's sitting on the beach, laughing and cornhole. Oh yeah, everybody's, everybody's laughing, laughing and, and cornholing. Yeah, but poor Sarah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sarah. All right. All right. Um, all right. We need to get into some world of crazy here in just a minute, but before we do, I did want to just call out one thing because while we were out there, you know, at the. At, out there at this reservoir and we're out of phone contact and so we didn't really find out about a lot of things till we got back um about what and you know normally on this show this is kind of a rough transition because we normally don't really talk about politics or things it's going on it's a natural on. transition i mean it's a it's a shitty thing to, to talk well, about well yeah yeah i mean and and what i was going to say is just you know with this show we try to give everybody like an hour break from the crazy things that are going on in the world to just have an hour to just decompress and just you know make fun of us or or whatever you want to do or just have fun along with us. But I do I have to call out what happened this weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, and just with the insanity of um of and I'm sure we all know what happened right now. If but someone the rally, doesn't, do you want to yeah. the Unite the Right rally that happened, which is what it was called, Unite the Right, where you had all these alt right. Um, fucking nut job racists getting together. Nazis. You know, Nazis, KKK, or nation types, white supremacists, people who try to put it under the guise of white nationalism. But they're all racists. It's a whole bunch of white racists. Yes. You know, they got together. We were trying to, like, like secure their superior, what they deemed to be their superior race. All that stuff. It is just, it is fucking um, disgusting. You know, and it happened there in Charlottesville, and and I didn't know much about Charlottesville beforehand, but I but I ended up talking to uh, my buddy Gavin. He was he said he's like I was just there. It's like Charlottesville is not like that at all. It's like a Eugene, Oregon, like it's just a college town. Mm-hmm. So the people of Charlottesville had nothing to do with this. It was just this whole group decided to send on them because they were going to be taking down one of the Robert E. Lee statues in yes. town. So they came there and uh, and and yeah, fucked up their city, and a woman died. Which is absolutely insane. And so did two police officers. And and two police officers. Yeah, who were responding to the scene and their uh, plane ended up going down. Yeah. And, I mean, I just think it's so important to call out these people for what they are. Just what absolute cowards and that this cannot be a part of normal society. We cannot have this this kind of thing. No, No, then this is why. Fucking Nazi walking down the street of of Portland or wherever. You know, actual people who believe in that stuff. Like it's not even a joke anymore. It's it's you can't just make fun of them because they're they've come out of the woodworks, and it's not that those people haven't always been there, but they now they feel safe. They knew better of... to keep quiet, mm-hmm. and now they feel real emboldened, and they should not be able to feel emboldened by that. So fuck those guys. And um, you you found a really great. Uh, Twitter account. I did. Um, so there's this awesome Twitter account um, that I've been following. As soon as we got back into range yesterday, I started reading about all of this because when we had left the day before, nothing uh, like the the car driving into the crowd that hadn't happened yet. It was just kind of the protest. It was right right before 
everything yeah. started going yeah, really yeah, yeah. crazy. So we didn't know what what all had happened um, until we got back in town and we're like as our cell phones started working again, getting all these notifications like, oh my god, this is yeah, awful. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I found, which was a like a, it's not a, a like it's a good thing to come out of it because some of these people are being exposed for the cowards and the hor- horrible people that they are. Is this Twitter account called? Uh, it's at uh, Yes, You're Racist. Yes, You're Racist. Yes, You're Racist. So at Y-E-S-Y-O-U-R-E-R-A-C-I-S-T. And what they've been basically doing is going through all of the photographs of this Nazi pro-white march, basically, that happened mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. And they've been identifying who these people are and yeah. and uh, and getting a hold of, like, their places of employment and trying to figure out, like, who they are and so far, you know. Well, and the key thing of that is, like, you know, and I try not to get in the whole like doxing stuff and all of that. I try to style this stuff, but this is somebody who went. These are people who publicly went to an organization. You are giving away your right to privacy when you go do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have you have freedom of speech, which I keep seeing all these sites saying, "Oh yeah, well that's violating the freedom of speech." No, it's not. They have freedom of speech to go do that, but they don't have freedom from consequences. They have freedom from the government. They're not going to get arrested for saying horrible things for just that part of it. But that doesn't mean you, you're not going to face consequences from anybody else. That doesn't mean people else. can't think you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and you can't be called yeah. out on that, and that doesn't mean somebody has to employ you. If that's that exactly kind of it. Like, I think that that's the confusion. It's like a freedom of speech does not mean that people don't uh, can't disagree with you. No. Like, just because you say something, you're like, well, it's my freedom of speech. Like, yeah, it's my freedom of speech to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, exactly. And it's and your place of employment has that freedom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that site is good, and I don't know. I, I don't know where to really go with this, other than just, just you know to just call it out and make sure that it's known. You know, I mean, and to talk about it because silence is is the thing that that they're banking on. They don't. They want people to feel uncomfortable. They want you to feel like you shouldn't talk about it, and you should let your friends who you know are feeling threatened and feeling crappy about this because it is a scary time. This is unlike yeah. anything else, and you know, let people know that you're there for them. And yeah, yeah, because we. Do not stand for that. Absolutely. A hundred percent not. That is absolutely. In any way, shape, or form, just in case there, I, I doubt there was any question, but in yeah. case anybody has any And in case anybody listens to um, us and like thinks that we might be on the fence because we are two white people out of Portland, and uh, those are your beliefs, that you that if you align your beliefs with anything along the lines of the, the alt-right, white supremacy, please don't bother listening to us. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you would have gone a long time ago. It's just the fucking cool people that listen to us now, but just, just in case there's any question. Yeah. If there's, yeah, if there's any question, yeah, we do not stand for anything like any kind of discrimination Mm -hmm. along those lines. So that is, uh, that is where we are. And yeah, I I think the more that this stuff happens, the more it does need to be called out and, and drawn attention to so that, I mean, this is how scary things happen Mm -hmm. is if people like this, get to get away with it well what i've seen there's not a backlash what's going to happen next well then there's going to be something bigger then there's going to be something bigger and scary things can happen oh yeah you know and what i've seen is like people i you know i i know people on the periphery who are like oh well things aren't so bad things aren't so bad things aren't so bad until someone comes for something that they think that they believe in and since it hadn't like quite gotten to the point like for example i have a um i know a, a trans person and I won't specify their gender, mm-hmm. but uh, this particular person was like, I, you know, I, you know, President Trump is where it's at, you know, and maybe people should not be allowed in the country. But then the second that there was the um, that he was talking about banning trans folks from the military, 
all of a sudden, this person was like, well, what is he talking about? What does he mean not letting trans people in there? It's like, yeah, because that's when it's finally affecting you. It's like, this is affecting actual people and yeah. not just, like, sometimes. But before it actually crossed over into what this person, yeah. And yeah. I know who you're talking about, too. It's, and just seeing all the posts. Yeah, I had to eventually un- unfriend that person. Yeah. Like, I just can't deal with it because they're like, how dare you, you know, question the president until this, until it came to a particular issue that bothered them. But yeah. what should be bothering you is that this is an issue for all Americans and all, like, human beings. Yeah. And yeah, let's yeah, all yeah. just stick together. And anyway, on speaking of clunky transitions, well, who yeah. wants? Let's let's go ahead and, and transition out. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, we just wanted to make sure that uh, you guys knew that where we stood on that. And, uh, and thanks for listening to Fun Employment Radio. So let's go back to having some fun. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, some really exciting news came out this past weekend, which I was excited about. So do you remember years and years ago when we first started Fun Employment Radio? Mm-hmm. When there was a little popular show called Jersey Shore. Oh, man. Oh, we did, like, bits about that. That thing was everywhere. Didn't we read... Um, yeah, Sammy and uh, Ronnie. Well, we, no, we read uh, scripts, like movie scripts or, or pieces of movies as Ronnie and Sammy. Yeah. Isn't that what we did? No, we did a lot of like weird stuff with it. But uh, so that was, I think, uh, so I was looking at the date. So it ran from 2009 to 2012. And now it has been confirmed. The cast of Jersey Shore is reuniting. Oh, now, I don't think it's for a new season. It is going to be like some uh, uh, hour or two hour long special where they're going to revisit their old Jersey Shore haunts. Why? Look back on So what, they're just going to go memories. back on there and just get really drunk and... How many kids do, have they all had now? Uh, like 27, yeah. I think. Yeah. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, it's going to be called the Jersey Shore Reunion Road Trip. And it will capture... An, reunion Road Trip. And it will capture an epic show reunion as the cast drives down memory lane, literally making familiar stops along the way. They'll share their stories, revisit hot spots, and catch up on each other's current lives. Oh, God. So Jersey Shore originally depicted the life of eight... This is what this... I don't, is this offensive? Jersey Shore originally depicted the life of eight Guidos living in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. I don't know if they call they call themselves Guidos. Yeah. so uh, beats me. All right, so uh, yeah, so that was from 2009 to 2012. And if you would like to watch this Jersey Shore reunion road trip, it's coming up. Le- wow, in less than a week, it'll be on E. Whoa! On August 20th. I'm sorry, I just looked it up. Uh, remember Snooky? You should see how much plastic surgery that girl has had. Holy crap. It's a lot. It's a lot of plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. No, they all have. They're unrecognizable. Dang. Okay. All right. So if you want to watch that, I'll be watching it. Okay. Uh, that's on E on August 12th, or 20th. Excuse me. All right. Out of Crestview, Florida. i got a couple of Florida stories. I don't know where okay. Crestview is. According to Crestview Police, a 32-year-old Freeport... Florida man has been arrested and he's in custody following some late uh, some Saturday shenanigans that he got himself involved with, which caused more than a hundred thousand dollars in damage to a liquor store and a Walmart that was under construction. Oh man! So this is about nine ten. This is oh, so this was last Saturday. So he's having a rip roar on Saturday night around nine ten p.m. The suspect, whose name is Matthew Jones, decided to drunkenly jump on a forklift. 
to which he drove into the building, into the Walmart that was under construction. Uh, Jones then allegedly broke into the fenced-in construction site um, with the forklift. Uh, the building under construction was completely destroyed. <laughs> Additionally, uh, he also damaged a city fire hydrant and a two-inch water meter, uh, which are each worth uh, together about $4,000. Crestview police received calls that the suspect was then seen throwing cinder blocks off the scaffolding in the construction zone. He's just going to town. Just going to town by himself. He's like, nobody's going to hang out with me on Saturday night. Fuck it, I'm going to make my own good time. I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess you might as well go for for it all. Well, according to the uh, building contractor, the damage included uh, $40,000 in damaging and scaffolding and materials, uh, $15,000 in block and mortar, and a $15,000 forklift. He broke the forklift, too. Uh, $7,500 mixer, $1,500 mud pans, and $4,000 in damaged fencing. So he also caused $60,000 in labor to clean and rebuild the site. Damn, Yeah, he's in. Uh, well, so when Crestview police officers arrived on the scene, Jones turned the forklift and aimed it toward them when they were coming towards him. Ooh. Uh, the officers stopped him at gunpoint, were able to detain him. Uh, Jones stated that his name was Alice in Wonderland. And he was told to uh, commit the offenses by a hookah-smoking caterpillar. Uh, oh, okay. A hookah-smoking caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Crestview police also <laughs> say the, <laughs> the defendant... caterpillar told me to do it. Uh, the defendant stated that um, Walmart was also building a place to sell alcohol, so they were going to have a liquor store in the Walmart. And he had a problem with it. He had a problem with the alcohol yes. being sold? That's what his problem was. That was what his problem was. Okay. So he is now uh, being held... For over $100,000 worth of damage. Okay. Okay. Let's see, where's the other one? Uh... A man by the name of Chance Ritchie decided this past Wednesday that he was angry at his scooter, so he decided to get drunk and set it on fire. All right. This is according to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. So uh, deputies late Wednesday night found a 2016 Tao scooter up in a blaze of fire and glory, uh, the fire caused minor dangery, uh, minor damage to two cars that were parked next to it. You know, if you're going to light your scooter on fire, don't be an asshole and do it next to other people's cars. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to just move a scooter, mm-hmm. set it on fire. Uh, so all that was left after the firefighters showed up was uh, of the scooter was a scorched mess of what once was the scooter. Now, uh, Richie walked up to law enforcement and appeared intoxicated. According to the sheriff's no. office, he told them that he had crashed the scooter somewhere and then got mad at his scooter and decided to light it on fire. <laughs> well, uh, the 35-year-old was arrested on two counts of arson and for violating his probation for uh, cocaine possession. Oh, Chance Richie, Don't oh, burn chance. your own shit. You just, I guess you're teaching yourself a lesson. Yeah. And I mean, in the end, himself. why was he so mad at it, though? I don't know. That's what I want to get to the bottom of. Like, what did the scooter done? Existed. I don't know. There's some kind of story behind that. That's that. That's the real story. The story behind the story. Yep. That's what you need to find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this next story is out of Thousand Oaks, California. Police in Thousand Oaks were able to use DNA found at a robbery site to pinpoint a burglary suspect. And this was because the man used the toilet and did not flush. Oh boy. They were able to take DNA from his remnants that he left. Good. You should always flush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's a jerk for not flushing. Yeah. Well, 
And also for, you know, robbing people. Well, that too. And then, like, talk about, like, putting some, like, salt in the wound. He's like, cool, I'm going to steal all your stuff, and you know what I'm going to do? Poop in your toilet and not flush it. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy's name is Andrew David Jensen. He was arrested. He's 42 years old, arrested uh, on suspicion of committing a burglary. So detectives managed to find out who the suspect was after they found some fecal matter in a toilet at the crime scene and had it tested. So the sample was sent to Ventura County Sheriff's Office Forensic Services Bureau. Oh, he looks like the kind of guy that would do that. Yes, he does, uh, for processing before being submitted to a DNA information system test to see if there was a match with the known suspect. What do you know? He was already in the system. Uh, so Ventura County Sheriff's Office Detective Tim Lohman said, uh, most people don't assume or don't know that DNA can be t- obtained by other than things besides hair and saliva, which I would think anybody would yeah, know. Yeah, why would you not know that? Yeah, we look for any type of evidence that might be left behind, whether it's a smoked cigarette or a can that someone was drinking out of. We can analyze it and obtain DNA from it. So police uh, got a DNA match on July 25th for Jensen, who they tracked down to his home. He was arrested on suspicion of first-degree residential burglary, a felony, and his bail has been set at $180,000, all because he was a jerk that didn't flush the toilet. Good. And he wouldn't have got away with, or he would have got away with it, too. Mm. Except for those pesky manners. All right, and we all know that the eclipse is coming up a week from today. It is a week from today. A week from today. Yeah, we'll, it's gonna be, we'll be talking about that more this week. Yeah. You're going to get to see some more small town. I know. If we make it up there, man. Mm, yeah. Because that's what I'm, like, people, I was talking to some people yesterday who were leaving at, like, 3 a.m. on Saturday. 3 a.m. on Saturday? Nah. Yeah, it's, like, trying and actually. I know the back roads. Like, off of I-5? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll get there. All right, well, since uh, we were talking about last week about the Sun Squatch. Well, Greg had it, I think, at a Squatch Watch where we were talking about how yes. um, they're, you know, along the Eclipse line, uh, someone has taken the map and they've also, like, also um, identified places where Sasquatches have been seen along the Eclipse. So also mm-hmm. be careful if you're yep. watching the Eclipse in those areas because you could encounter a Sun Squatch, which is a rare Eclipse-Sasquatch hybrid. Well, I told you, yeah, when this, when it comes out like that, they get confused and they get angry. Mm, well, now in South Carolina, so uh, so that's happening in our neck of the woods. In Oregon, we have to worry about Sasquatches. But in South Carolina... The Emergency Management Division is urging residents to be on the lookout for lizard men. Oh, Have you I didn't even think men? about that. During the solar okay. eclipse. I'm going to dispute this here in a second. All right. Ahead. So the South Carolina Emergency Management Division, or SCEMD, I'm going to call it SMED, uh, tweeted a map showing the locations of reported sightings of the mythical lizard man. During the past few decades. Now, he's been spotted lots of places. It could be one, could be hundreds. There's much more than one, let's be honest. Okay, it could be hundreds. Okay. Lizard man, lizard men. So, uh, There's lizard a, women, too. A note at the bottom of the ways. map <laughs> reads, uh, This map is in response to recent media reports about possible paranormal activity associated with the upcoming total solar eclipse. Because supposedly that's when all things go a little crazy. So SMED does not know if lizard men become more active during a solar eclipse. However, we do advise residents that are on the path of the 100% eclipse that they should remain steadfast in their lookout of incoming lizard men. This is a dumb warning, and let me tell you why. We are talking about lizard people. Lizard people. What are lizards? We all know this. They're cold-blooded. Why do you think a lizard is going to go running out when the sun is blocked out. Lizards love the sun. They're out during the sun. The sun gets blocked, they're going to get slow. They're going to get lethargic. Maybe you don't have to 
I mean, you wouldn't have to worry about them. Maybe it's a good time to hunt them if you're trying to find them. If you're watching the eclipse and all of a sudden one of your friends... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're you getting like really worked up over here. I, I'm... And if you look around at all of your friends, if suddenly you see one of them start moving just a little bit slower and... They're so tired. When the eclipse happens, it's because they're not getting any heat and their bodies are slowing down. And that's how you know you have a lizard person on your hands. Look at all of your friends during the eclipse. Take a look at them. What if Which you look one's at moving your... slower? That's a lizard person. Well, we're going to be with people and then we're going to be at your parents' house. What if you look at your parents and all of a sudden they're like, they look like lizard Sarah people. Sarah just stuck her tongue out like a lizard mm-hmm. would. What if you look over at like your mom and dad and they're just like, Greg. what if you look, what would that make me? Oh, gross. I'm just not going to look at you. All right. So, uh, yeah. So be careful. If you are in South Carolina, be on the lookout for eclipsing lizard men. Find out which one of your friends are lizard people. (laughs) Won't you? That's your other crazy. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, I'm ready to do a little bit of ball talk here. Oh, are you now? Important, I have some important news and information that I need to share, Sarah. Really? Some some important things. Some things have happened. Mm-hmm. Some, all right. Well, not that big. But. Oh, okay. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Here we go for ball talk. Uh, let's get to the first story here. and A story about two people I did not know were even dating. Sarah, there is somebody... Tell me one and let me see if I know the other. What I know? You might. Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers... Not a clue. ...is dating... A Kardashian. Yes. Which one? Chloe. Yes! She seems to be making her way around that whole she NBA has been, I think she's trying to get somebody from every team in the NBA. Yeah. Because, seriously, I don't even know how many NBA players she's dated at this point. I mean, I don't even know if I could put a number on it. No. I have no clue. It's been she's been linked to a lot of them, like a lot. Wasn't she with James Harden for a while too? Yes, she was. Yes, yeah, she was with I, James that Harden. That was so weird. And then she's with James Harden and a different NBA player. And then another guy before James Harden. Yeah, and then there was somebody. I mean, she. Yeah, there, then there's a guy Rashad McCants who said that Khloe Kardashian ruined his career. I mean, there's just a lot of NBA players. She's a real big supporter. <laughs> Um, oh yeah! Don't let alone Lamar Odom. Yeah, she was oh, married yeah, to Lamar yeah. Odom. She's keeping their spirits up. Okay, one NBA player at a time. Some basketball players that have been in there too. Rick Fox wasn't Rick Fox with uh, Hottie McCotterson. The, yeah, um, he's still pretty attractive. Oh wow! Didn't Chloe he get? A, he was like he, like he did a thing where he got arrested for like being Rick did Fox something. Did? Oh, I, I don't know. So. Uh, anyway. Didn't he for some reason? All right. I well, that's enough something. about Rick Fox. Here's here's the deal anyway. Tristan Thompson is dating Khloe Kardashian, but they're not ready to get married. This is what's going around. <laughs> this, this is a, your story? This is the story. Oh, my God, Greg. <laughs> in Sunday's You Magazine, Khloe Kardashian said she's in the best relationship I've ever been in. Oh, my God. But I am not in a rush to get married to Tristan. Chloe, who was previously like, so married to So she just started dating this dude. She's like, I'm not in a rush to get married. I, who knows how long they've been dating. I don't yeah. even know. Eliza Dushku. Yes, that's who Rick Fox is married yes. to. Yes. I'm in the Wait, best. Wait, what? He's married to Eliza Dushku? Yeah, they were for a long time. I thought they still were, but apparently not. Maybe Khloe Kardashian broke that up, too. I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in, and it doesn't take a ring for me to feel that way, said Khloe Kardashian. About Tristan Thompson. <laughs> that's, that's all the news I had on it. I just wanted to bring up that... 
Khloe Kardashian is date. Oh, Keelan says I thought it was Vanessa Williams. I thought he was married to Eliza Dushku. I'm no, pretty he was. sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was married, but they were together. There's a billion pictures of them. Uh, what about Vanessa? Vanessa. He was probably with Vanessa Williams, too. And Vanessa Williams. Yeah. I mean, he. He has look, a kid with Vanessa Williams. You know, I can admit, he's, he's a good looking dude. He is a very, very handsome man. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was like a bad boy. I. Maybe. I mean, I thought he was annoying as fuck when he played for the Lakers, but that's just because I didn't like seeing, I don't know, he was just annoying. Mm. But I don't know if he's ever been in trouble. Um, He was really great in, I believe it was Lipstick Jungle that I watched, which is like the worst show. Nobody knows what it is. It lasted one season. Oh, boy. I think it's on Hulu, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think he's been in. I think he might have been in trouble for some, like, cheating on. Ladies or something like that, but I I don't think Rick Fox has ever been in like trouble trouble. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. Maybe I'm just getting him confused with something. Yeah, else. I think so. All right. Well, anyway, that's, that's enough about Rick Fox. That is way more time devoted to him than we needed. Oh, to I didn't on know he show. was Canadian. Mm. Are you just going to read his entire Fox. Wikipedia page right now? Is that what we're going through? He's 48 years old. Oh, just had a birthday, July 24th. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, let's see. So he played for the Celtics from 91 to 97. Uh, the Lakers from 97 to 2004. Um, oh, boy. Made uh, 8,966 points in his career. 3,517 rebounds. Uh, 2,649 assists. It's really turning into a snooze mm-hmm. alert here. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. So uh, moving on to ball talk. Before I get to the big news. The big, big news. The Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight is still happening. God, why hasn't it happened yet? I know. They really screwed up the marketing on this thing. Like uh, Now, and I said I was going to watch it, even though I shouldn't watch it or support it. Now I'm losing interest, too. Now I just... I don't think I care. It's Saturday, August 26th is when this fight is. But there is somebody who cares. Apparently, uh, a lot of bets have been placed on Conor McGregor because the payout's going to be so much more. Mm-hmm. He's heavily favored to lose the fight. But there's somebody that's betting on Floyd Mayweather. And it was posted uh, from the South Point Casino in Las Vegas. An $880,000 bet was placed on Floyd Mayweather over the weekend. Wow. Eight hundred eighty thousand. So the payout would be 160000 That's how much you have to bet to make money on it. Jesus. You bet 880000 you would only walk away winning, you know, on top of getting your money back, 160000 Okay. That's a big risk. There That's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot of money. So I'm just putting that out there. That people have lots of money that they're wasting. Damn it. I got it wrong. He wasn't in Lipstick Jungle. He was in Dirt with Courtney Cox and oh, her weird face. Oh, my goodness. I didn't want to call you out on the air. I thought it would be too embarrassing so for you to know. So embarrassing. But. He was also in One Tree Hill. I totally forgot about that. All right. Are we good with Rick Fox now? Thank you. Okay. Finally in Ball Talk, we have this. The most important news you're going to hear all day. Something magical happened. When the St. Louis Cardinals took on the Kansas City Royals last Wednesday. Now we all know the magic that happened a few years ago with Rally Squirrel. Near and dear to all of our hearts. All of our hearts. All of our hearts. All of our hearts. However, on Wednesday, something else was cast up aside, Rally Squirrel. And that was Rally Cat. 
Rally Cat, of course, was the kitten who ran out onto the field during the during gameplay, was chased down by a groundskeeper who was viciously bitten, scratched by the cat as he ran it back off of the field. The cat then, um, they tried to contain it, but it, it uh, bit somebody else, I believe, and ran away. Rally Cat was missing because right after Rally Cat was on the field, the Cardinals hit a grand slam home run and won the game. Well, won the game basically on that. So, therefore, it is a true Rally Cat. Mm-hmm. Rally Cat went missing, but not anymore. Rally Cat <gasps> has been found. They found Rally Cat? They are 99% sure it's Rally Cat <laughs> <laughs> based on. It's so just because everybody's sad that they lost Rally Cat. So now yeah. they're trying to find one that looks vaguely similar. Yeah. Like if you're like, uh, if your friend's out of town and you accidentally kill their fish, so you try and find a fish that looks better, like almost exactly like their fish. Have you done this? No, but I'm saying I'm Did thinking you that's kill what's... somebody's fish. No, what? but what I'm saying is maybe they couldn't find the actual cat, so they got a kitten that roughly resembled Rally Cat, and now they're saying that. Uh, totally keep fish alive, huh? Well, anyway, no, they're they're pretty sure. Comparing footage, they've compared all the stripes that it was in fact Rally Cat. So what's going to happen now? Rally Cat's going to be taken to a, a no-kill shelter. But the Cardinals have announced that in celebration of Rally Cat, they will be having a Rally Cat night on September 10th for what? Rally Cat Appreciation Day. Rally Cat Appreciation Day. And for those of for people who buy tickets to this game, they will not only get a Rally Cat t-shirt, which I so want a Rally Cat t-shirt. If you're in St. Louis and you go to this, please send me a medium Rally Cat t-shirt. I will be forever grateful. Medium Rally Cat t-shirt. And then a portion of the ticket sales will go to Tony LaRusse's Animal Rescue Foundation and local animal shelters. Awesome. So that is for Rally Cat Day, Rally Cat Appreciation Day at their stadium. And also something else in appreciation of Rally Cat. We all know the, the song sensation that was Rally Squirrel. Well, now Pat Hilton, apparently a... Musical artist from St. Louis is giving us this. First there was a rally squirrel, then there were rally boots. Now there's a rally cat running through the outfield looking for you, yeah. If you try to grab it, it's gonna bite your hand. If you try to save it, it's gonna bite your hand. Savage. Not as good. Not as not as good. I will say. As, you need, uh, but we needed something. And that squirrel. was. But Pat Hilton, you know, stood up and provided this. Yeah, he provided something. You have a better Rally Cat song. Send it our way. Please do. There we go. That concludes this edition of Baltimore. I'm really glad they found the Rally Cat. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes me happy because I did read that they had mm-hmm. lost it and it made me kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yep, Rally Cat. Rally Cat's all right. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. That, as I said, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I think that's about it for today. Yeah, I think that's we've, fine. I think we've done, done some work here. So the thing with tomorrow is I might not be able to do the show tomorrow. Okay, so Depending, we'll I have to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know the time yet, but I just want to, just in case it doesn't happen, or, you know, in case I'm not able to make it. Okay. I don't know what time yet, but. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, well, we will get that squared away and uh, post on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Cool. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all wonderful, wonderful people. And we really do appreciate it. Wonderful. Yes, indeed. Um, we have a lot of fine shows here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and I just want to make sure that everybody's aware of that. If you go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, the affiliated shows of our network are all right there on the right-hand side. You can also do all of them, including Portland at the Movies, The Well-Adjusted Gamer, Guys and Balls, The Butcher Shop, Rip City Bad Boys, Geek in the City, and perhaps more coming soon. All right there at funemploymentradio.com. Check out everybody's uh, podcasts. There's some really great shows. Um, yeah, I was talk- actually hanging out with our um, buddy Todd, mm-hmm. who does Portland at the Movies, along with the Unipiper. Who- yeah, Brian the Unipiper. Brian is- the Unipiper. So they were actually at the open air market at Landmark yesterday. Ended mm-hmm. up uh, talking with them. Um, learned a lot about Body of Evidence, about the making of Madonna's movie, which I think they're going to cover at some point in the not-so-distant future. Some in the not-too-distant future, because I, I actually saw them yesterday as well, and they told me about the movie they're covering on this week's episode, and um, it's pretty great. We'll oh. be premiering it here on the Fun Employment Radio Network first. Yes. Before it even goes out publicly, so oh. that's what you get with your subscription. Very cool. Um, all right, I think that's about it. Once again, go to bikegallery.com, use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT to order yourself something by yourself. And let us know. Or someone you love. Let us know. Send us an email. Or someone you just like. Buy them something. Buy everybody something. Yes. All right, thanks, you guys. We love you so much. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Stay safe out there. Thanks for joining us every day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.